We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Oh my gosh, it's Tyler. His Manscaped ads are so good. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I know, but today isn't about jokes. It's about love making tips from yours truly. Look, do you think my girlfriend has stuck with me for six years now because of my dashing good looks, amazing family, great grades, and excellent gift-giving ability? Well, yeah. But I also have another trick up my sleeve, or well, down my shorts. This one-inch wonder looks and functions incredibly well due to the use of Manscaped trimming and grooming products. Guys, if your junk is looking a little more Brian Dable's beard and a little less like the top of Brian Dable's head, consider taking care of that. Valentine's Day is around the corner. Get your junkie ready for the funky, and if it doesn't improve your Valentine's Day lovemaking, just remember, it's Gabe Neighbors' fault somehow. Use the code GUILTY for 20% off your next order. Or don't, I get paid for this ad either way. Hey, Chargers fans, welcome into another episode of the Guilty as Charged podcast. Today is a big one because the Chargers have officially announced Brandon Staley as their head coach. Uh, this was honestly could not have been better timing for us. <laughs> um, we had planned to record at 730 uh, and we're doing an interview with Ryan Divert, who covers the Rams and the Chargers. Uh, and then at seven o'clock, Chargers have hired Brandon Staley. So this was was quite a night for us. Uh, and of course, for the Chargers, joining me as always are Tyler and Alex. Tyler, we'll start with you. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing fantastic. And having listened to the interview, and you guys are in for a treat when you hear it, what better timing? I have to give all the credit in the world to Ryan, who seriously has been on this train before yeah. I knew he was a candidate. And to be honest, when the Chargers announced that they're like their seven or eight, you know, coaching interview, you know, candidates. Staley was like sixth on my list. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I didn't have him very high, but you start to hear more. And then, you know, I know Steve and you talked to Ryan, so you talked to me. 
and just listening to hearing about this guy, learning more about him. Well, we'll talk about all the reactions and stuff, but I'm fine. That's to answer your question. I'm doing fine. There we go. <laughs> Alex, how are you doing tonight, man? Uh, still kind of in shock. I mean, I, I just didn't uh, didn't expect it to come out right before we started the show. Yeah. I expected us to have like a whole Dable Staley conversation. Uh, Dable's now out of the conversation versus yesterday. He was the lead candidate um, per Schefter. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's been a crazy 48 hours. It really has. And, you know, the three of us have been talking about this, you know, this whole process for a while, obviously. And, you know, Alex put up the poll the other day of, you know, who do you want between Brian Dable and Brandon Staley? And, you know, I, I think honestly, like all signs pointed towards it. And, you know, Adam Schefter doesn't come out and say, like, you know, Brian Dable is the favorite uh, unless that's what Adam Schefter is hearing. So, you know, all signs pointed towards Brian Dable. But, you know, I think Chargers fans are really going to like this hire as well. And they should be excited about it. I know that there's this typical, you know, uh, stance to want an offensive minded head coach. And I get that. Um, but I do generally think genuinely think that uh, Brandon Staley is a great hire. So let's talk about this, man. You know, obviously yeah. we're going to get to it with with uh, Ryan in a minute. But I- I'm really excited about this defense going forward. I think there's a ton of potential with what this with what Staley can bring to this table to the table about this defense. Derwin James is going to be fantastic. Kenneth Murray, Drew Tranquil. There is a lot of good pieces on this defense before you even get to Joey Bosa. So I think this defense is in good shape. Uh, what do you guys make overall about the defense going forward? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think the defense has to be in pretty good shape, especially the secondary. I, I think that's kind of where Staley will end up helping the most. Uh, and, you know, I know what part of the reaction is Joey Bosa might not want to switch to a three, four, but I think Joey Bosa will ultimately do fine in the three, four. I don't think that's going to be uh, too huge a change for the defense. You know, as, as Ryan said in the interview, it's not like they just play base three, four all the time, right? It's a lot of nickel and dime and it's a lot of mixing it up. So I don't think that's too big of a change for the defense, but honestly, like, you know, it's going from, Gus Bradley to a modern defense. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's the big thing. And not that I really had anything against playing 4-3, but you know, it just became clear that, you know, what the Rams are doing right now, kind of with their defense, what many defenses around the league are doing, that's kind of the future. Um, and it, it felt like the Chargers just kind of weren't there for a while, but now they are uh with this hire. So I totally supported the move. And as you mentioned, like a lot of people on Twitter or NFL fans in general would be like, oh, well, the Chargers have to get an offensive-minded head coach to help Herbert. Um, but, but even when I, you know, even in the Jack Del Rio days of the coaching search, <laughs> when I was endorsing him, you know, my whole thing was just like, I think the team just as a whole needs to be, you know, better coached. Um, I, I wouldn't mind a, a defensive-minded head coach. Uh, and that's kind of what Brandon Staley brings. And he's going to bring a lot of defensive intensity. and also. He happens to have played quarterback before, right? So he comes up from uh, that perspective as well and can help Justin Herbert. So um, I know a lot of fans will be disappointed that it's not Dable, but to me, um, I'm kind of surprised and pleasantly surprised that they went with Brandon Staley and, and sort of a, a defense over offense, but also someone who understands the quarterback and understands the offense uh, kind of higher here. Well said, Alex. Um, I'm certainly surprised as well. I just spent a few hours watching some <laughs> Brian Dayball film. 
I am never watching Buffalo Bills film ever again. <laughs> I spent so much time watching Tyrod Taylor. I spent a good amount of time watching Brian Dable. I'm over it. So whatever. Like, good. But I'm excited for this hire. The Chargers, watching this defense has been so, I mean, it's just been frustrating. It's been yeah. very frustrating to not have certain guys maximize certain ways. And I get that there's issues, you know, with people who were hurt this year and whatnot, but, you know, watching Kenneth Murray just not be able to really do quite what he did so well in college was frustrating. You know, I really don't, I don't, I can't imagine he sat down, that Staley sat down with the Chargers and said, oh, we're going to put Joey Bosa out of position. You know, I'm sure yeah. he talked about what he's going to do, whether it's keeping the same thing, changing it up, whatever. You know, I can't imagine he just sat there and and told them that Bose is going to be out of position or whatever. So I like it. I really like this hire. I think personally that if you're going to stop Mahomes, you want to try to find a guy who's good at stopping guys like Mahomes. And to me, Russell Wilson just very much so kind of fits that kind of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, sort of vibe. absolutely. You know, off script, amazing throws, just a baller, you know, carries the offense, whatever. And the fact that the Seahawks are, are so smart, excuse me, not the Seahawks, that the Rams are so smart and so well coached and they're able to stymie a guy like Wilson. I mean, that just bodes so well for the future of the Chargers. And, you know, I'm, I'm really curious what if Dable gets hired. I'm actually kind of shocked that he might not even be hired this cycle considering he was supposedly yeah. the hottest candidate and he might not even get hired. Um, I'm really curious what Dable's staff would have been because this, through this whole process we heard about it's pretty easy to connect the dots. Like, oh, you know, if Staley gets hired, they'll bring in either LaFleur or Mike McDaniel, you know, or something like that, right? So we just kind of like knew who the staff might have, you know, been. With Dable, it was just kind of like a guessing game. And I, I couldn't figure out who his staff was going to be. Um, I know one report came out that it was going to be a very racially diverse staff. I don't know, whatever that means. <laughs> um, they're hiring me, I guess. But um, <laughs> please don't hire me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hold so on, I, I know, hold just, on. The, the tweet about the arrows, dude, I was dying <laughs> at that yesterday. <laughs> I teach fundamentals. Gosh, darn it. <laughs> you know, I made, I made it some good money as a coach in my time. Okay. I just never coached on this whole football thing. There we go. They don't make us very big, but if you want to hire me for your analytics <laughs> shit, I got it. Like I got this. Anywho, I'm excited for the hire. I'm not being hired that, but Staley seems to be a brilliant guy. And listen, you know, if if this was next year and they had the number one defense again, Staley's the first guy everybody's going to be hiring. Absolutely. So the Chargers being just hopefully, you know, um, ahead of the curve, on you know, ahead of other people, I guess, with this hire, it's pretty cool. And just the thought that this terrible, terrible offense from last year with the Chargers was it was it was it sucked. But this Herbert kid freaking lit it up. And you're going to pair that with the guy who in a COVID offseason with a bunch of randos, I mean, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, sure, but a bunch of other randos that you'll hear from Ryan, you know, put together the number one defense. Oh, then you get to pair that with Justin Herbert. Like, that's fun. That's really fun. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited too, man. And and I really liked Brian Dable. I thought, sure, you know, going from Anthony Lynn to Brian Dable offensively would be, you know, you know, going from, you know, one X who's toxic to like, you look for something totally different. Right. And so I think Brian Dable is going to be a fine head coach one day. I, and maybe the chargers just were sitting there listening, looking at the bills yesterday and looking at the chiefs potentially playing without Patrick Mahomes. 
And they went, you know what? We don't want to wait until February 4th to hire a head coach. We want to get our coach now. We want to get his staff filled out now. And that's okay. I don't, I do not feel like they settled for Brandon Staley. Not at all. And they did one second interview and it was Brandon Staley. He had to go in there and knock their socks off, both offensively and defensively. So I think this was a great hire. And, you know, the Rams kind of took some slack for hiring Sean McVay and everybody thought it was a year too early. And same thing with the, with the Niners and Kyle Shanahan. When you find a young, really smart coach, you have to be proactive. Like Tyler said, if they had, if Brandon State had stayed with the Rams, they had the number one defense again next year, everybody was going to be fighting for him. So I like this. I like that they are proactive. And I like that they thought outside of the box, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody thought that they were going offensive minded, whether it be Arthur Smith or, or Brian Dable. So I'm excited to the fact that they got somebody that is a very unique coaching candidate. It's an outside of the box hire and like no one saw it coming. Like, you know, we, we, we figured that Brandon say would be a candidate. Sure. Uh, Once obviously it came out that they were interviewing him. I don't know how much we all thought that he was going to be a finalist, let alone the actual coach. So, you know, tip of the cap to Tom Telesco and and the Spanos family for Mm -hmm. really just working in the dark and hiring someone, you know, completely outside of the box. Because like Alex mentioned, Adam Schefter said literally yesterday, Yep, that Brian Dable was the favorite, and then today Brandon Staley is the coach. So I'm excited, man. I think Chargers fans should be excited too. Yeah, um, just just the whole process of how it went down um, with, with Schefter making that report yesterday. You know, all the noise was Dable, 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 um, and that just kind of kept growing and growing. And then you, you get to that report about the coaching staff. Um, you know, where he was assembling this coaching staff. And look, maybe he still gets hired in Philadelphia. He gets hired somewhere else. Uh, I guess it's just Philadelphia and Houston now, but uh, that's, that's, uh, that's interesting, you know, that he was kind of assembling this coaching staff and then 24 hours, it was Brandon Staley. Yeah. Um, I I guess he still, he still could get an interview with the Eagles, but you know, it makes me think that maybe the chargers were like, you're our guy until you're not our guy. (laughs) Um, You know? So as you said, this must've been a hell of a second interview from, Brandon Staley. Um, and, and that makes it all the more impressive. We, we did know that uh, earlier last or right before the weekend, they wanted to get a second interview in with Sala, mm-hmm. um, but that didn't happen. So maybe this was kind of their like, hey, we want to give one you know, defensive coordinator or you know, one of our guys kind of a second interview. Um, and I, I think that that was kind of how, how one was Staley. And obviously he came in with a very good plan for them. Uh, that they really liked so it's just um just kind of a crazy moment uh i'm the thing that shocks me the most i think about it is staley's age right to me them going dc over oc is not like the most shocking thing in the world but you know the rumor kind of throughout this whole coaching search was like they want someone who's experienced someone who's older and so that that was what led to the rumors of brian dable and urban Meyer, right people that have been around a long time um and so for them to go with someone who's been a coordinator for one year um that's very you know who's what 37 years old that's just uh crazy and something i totally out of left field yeah and i don't attribute the whole like oh he's only been uh, this for one year thing like i just don't connect the yeah. same thing like lynn like people are very just trying to i mean well originally it was, it was dable and lynn that everyone's kind of connecting and this just even this guy only having one year is not the same thing. And, you know, Anthony Lynn, yeah, he had only like one 
or a few games or whatever it was as the coordinator than as a, as a coach. But Anthony Lynn didn't lead the number one offense in the NFL for a year. You know, if this guy's <laughs> right. the number one defense, like what you go had a guy, okay, in one year, you had the best defense in the NFL. So, uh, I mean, that's fine by me. The interesting thing, though, that Ian Rappaport tweeted is that this was their top choice all along. Now, I don't know if that that's like a PR thing or, you know, or what, but that's that's very interesting because it wasn't most of our choices this whole yeah. time, but they identified who they liked and and they they hired him. So I'm, I'm still a little shell-shocked from all this, honestly. It is, like I mentioned, you know, it was very out of the box. It was very out of the blue or outside of the box and out of the blue, I should say. Um, I'm excited though, man. I really think that this is going to work out. And, you know, we talked about, when Anthony Lynn was fired, like the culture of Anthony Lynn was fine. And, you know, they were playing hard from, from day one. They finished playing hard when they really had no business playing hard. But what the Chargers really needed at this point in time is somebody that's going to come in and provide a boost in the X's and O's department. And, and that really is what Brandon Staley is known for right now. And, you know, I, I think the way, like we had a conversation with Ryan that's going to play about, you know, Brandon Saley making adjustments. And for the past four years, we haven't seen that at all. What is what is a halftime adjustment? I don't know, because I'm a Chargers fan. It, it, those who are listening, Tyler's making a very confused face right now. No, it's just my Asian face. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that shit out, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I think that there's going to be a lot of excitement for the type of staff that he brings in. As for like the racially diverse thing, I don't really know how much that matters, but you know, the one thing that I will say is that the people that he is linked to, they're all young. The coaching staff that he could potentially bring in mm-hmm. is a very young and exciting, you know, coaching staff. And so, yeah, they're innovating. I think that was the the goal. I think this is a very innovative hire. And that also includes, you know, getting younger and bringing more energy into the coaching staff as well. So uh, I'm really excited about this and I can't wait to see who he brings in. Yeah, um, I mean, this is going to be a crazy couple weeks. You know, the the good thing about it right now when it comes to coordinators is, you know, Dable went all the way to the Super Bowl, right? You might have to wait for him, but Chargers can get to work tomorrow, yep. right? You know, and you can figure out who your offensive coordinator is going to be, who your defense coordinator is going to be. Um, you know, there's a lot of things they can do. Like if we've mentioned Mike McDaniel, we mentioned Shane Waldron, who's the passing game coordinator for uh, L.A., and then you have Pep Hamilton and Shane Steichen, who are still in the picture, right? Here. I don't think they are. I really don't think they are. I mean, they, they might be in the picture, but like it's a very, I, they're on the border of the picture. They're the edge puzzle piece. I kind of think that it could be Steichen. Um, I, I, I really, I think that I Pep really wouldn't be surprised. On, I think Pep could stay on a quarterback's coach, but I, I think, in, in, you know, there's no world to me in which you hire a coach like this out of the blue. And then you keep the offensive staff. I, I, I think Shane Steichen is is gone, and I think Pep is as well. Yeah, I just yeah. think they wouldn't have the whole like, oh, we're gonna go like we're Miami's top choice, or we're gonna be interviewed by Miami, and like the other yeah. defensive staff leaving. Like, I think they know. Interesting though, that the defensive staff left first. Not that they left first, but Bradley was gone, and then the right. other Milas and um, Smith left. So I wonder if they kind of knew there was a defensive hire coming. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, the, the difference is that Steichen is under contract, right? So, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, right? If if sure. Staley, you know, wants him gone, he'll be gone, right, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but, 
that was always the big difference and you you still kind of have pep uh lurking i i really wouldn't be surprised if it was those two personally but we'll see how it all plays out um it's certainly it's just crazy how how fast everything changed because the story of the rams defense before staley got there was you know wade phillips uh struggling to make adjustments uh and mcveigh basically booting him off of the coaching staff in, in in hiring staley um so that's the crazy part about all this is just that in one year you know he kind of eclipsed everything there and uh it, it's it's super exciting um <laughs> i'm still you know in shock as as we've all said that it was made this soon um and they really didn't even end up giving a second interview to table and and this ended up being their guy so um i'm excited to see them get to work uh, make those hires and you know, get the get the 2021 offseason rolling. Yeah, man, it, it's going to be an exciting you know couple of weeks because you know they can get started like Alex said on, on the coaching staff tomorrow. Um, yep. You know, Brandon Staley. I don't think we'll ever see a kind of meteoric rise like this again because this man was coaching Division three football like four years ago. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, he went from defensive coordinator at John Carroll University to outside linebackers coach for the Bears, and then outside linebacker coach for the Broncos, defensive coordinator to the Rams, all within five years <laughs> to the head coach of the Chargers. Right. So, man, like I think this is exciting. You know, we've seen other teams go really out of the box for their head coaching picks. You know, Joe Judge and with the Giants, we'll see how that kind of pans out. <clears throat> Obviously, the Rams with Sean McVay, and, and I think this is this is going to be exciting. I will say, I don't know if Brian Dable and Eric Bieniemy get jobs at this point, man. Like, I mean, Alex, you know the Eagles, you know better than any of us here, but are they going to be able to wait until the Super Bowl to hire one of those two? The Texan situation is a freaking mess, and nobody, nobody should take that job. Like at this point, <laughs> the Texans might be lucky to get I'll Jason Garrett. <laughs> I'll take it, Tyler says. Um, <laughs> The Texans job is a mess, so I don't know. I could see Dable maybe landing in Philly, but apparently Josh McDaniels is the favorite there, so we'll have to see what they do. Oh. Let me let me be clear. If Josh okay. <laughs> poor, poor Alex. Let, let me be clear. If Eric Bieniemy, Brian Dable, uh, and Joe Brady are all available in the same coaching search that are just right there for the Eagles taking. And they go with Josh McDaniels. I will buy a plane ticket to South Philadelphia, and I will storm Lincoln Financial Field and take a shit right at the fifty-yard line. All right, I, I, Alex, I you won't even do a kidding. handstand. I don't believe you're going to take a shit in the middle of someone's field. Uh, doing shitting is much easier than doing it. Okay. <laughs> so. I well, first of all, I saw Josh McDaniels, and it was like, it was like apparently he had a long meeting today. I was like, what the fuck does a long meeting mean? All right, I'm just the you know the Chargers go with innovative coaching hire, and the Eagles go with Josh McDaniels. Oh, so those are the directions those two franchises are going, you know. And meanwhile, the Texans still refuse to hire Eric Bieniemy to you know put out a ten story fire caused by their fucking management what a wild coaching search yeah it is and things move so fast in the nfl man there was like nothing for three or four days and then it was like urban got hired Salah got hired and you know every job except for the texans and the eagles <laughs> is pretty much wrapped up 
Um, all right. Well, let's get into this interview with Ryan Dyrid. I think you guys are really going to like this and appreciate the kind of insight that Ryan brings. And, you know, he has a unique experience of co-hosting a podcast with a former NFL player. And so there's a lot of unique insight that, frankly, you know, the three of us just can't give. So um, enjoy this interview with Ryan. And then uh, we're going to come back and give our final thoughts on the coaching hire. All right, guys, we are back and so excited because the Chargers have hired their new head coach. Uh, and right now we're going to be joined by someone who has been uh, really on the Brandon Staley train for really two or three months now. And that's Ryan Dyrud, who is the CEO of the LAFB Network. Uh, selfishly, if you do not follow them, please make sure you do because I do write for them as well. Ryan, thanks for joining us, man. How are you doing? That was uh, fantastic. What a crazy last 30 minutes finishing up that uh, Buccaneers Saints game. Then all of a sudden this news breaks. So yeah. uh, but I'm doing great. Happy to be on your show. Uh, Steven, obviously talked to you a bunch since you do write for the LA Football Network also. But Tyler and Alex, great to uh, meet you officially. I know we've uh, we've chatted on Twitter, but it's nice to uh, put names to faces and, and talk some Chargers football. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so, you know, this was honestly kind of a sign because we were going to talk to you about this, uh, really expecting the Chargers to draw this process out, you know, potentially going after Brian Dable. But we wanted to get some more information out on Brandon Staley. And so we figured, you know what, why don't we plan a night with Ryan, who's been on this train from day one. So, you know, obviously you are a Broncos fan. You cover the Rams, you cover the Chargers. So, you know, Brandon Staley, you know, the Rams, you know, the Chargers rather well. Why did you feel like two or three months ago that, Brandon Staley was ready to be a head coach. Well, I think, and that's a great question that one that everyone asks just because it's, you know, so quick first year as a coordinator, but when we were covering the Rams and just covering him, when, let me go back when, when McVay first hired Staley, that alone was like a shocker. No one knew who the guy was. He was an outside linebacker coach on, you know, Vic Fangio's staff for the Broncos. He brought over from uh, the bears, but usually you don't see a guy that's been a linebacker coach for three years, make a jump all of a sudden to D coordinator. So already had to do some research on him, you know, comes from John Carroll, um, you know, played some QB and stuff in his days and, and, and stuff like yeah. that. But, but we could tell early in the summer, once he was on staff, just in zoom calls and then watching his interviews and stuff like that, just, you can tell when coaches are different, right? Like there's something that the, the way they talk to people, the way their brain works, the way that they communicate things. It's like, okay, this guy is something different. And then when we saw it on the field and in term guys like Darius Williams, Leonard Floyd, who, you know, was considered a bust almost out of Chicago, uh, many others on this Rams defense turned into almost stars because of the scheme he implemented. You start thinking, okay, this guy is, there's something special about him that's different than just a D coordinator. He, people buy into his pen, people buy into what he preaches and he does certain things. His coaching staff bonded. We had coach Henderson, the defensive line coach on our show. And he was like, this guy's a genius. He knows what he's doing. Like he's changed the way we as coaches coach. So I think that's where I was just like, man, this guy's going to be a coach head coach sooner rather than later. I didn't know necessarily if it would for sure be after one year, but once the Rams defense just kept accelerating, I was like, yeah, he's going to, he's going to be a hot name at the very end of the season. And sure enough, he was, and you know, it was a bummer the way the Rams season ended yesterday. And I know a lot of people think that took um, smoke out of his, uh, you know, hype, but Steven, Tyler, Alex, guys, I'm sure you guys know, you can't judge someone on one game. You have to judge the body work. And I think his season spoke for himself. Yeah. I mean, I've been talking about uh, the fact that you can't judge people off of one game on Twitter for about three <laughs> weeks now, uh, when it comes to Arthur Smith and Brian Dable and Brandon Staley. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I was pretty, uh, 
shocked by the hire. I want to know what you thought because the Chargers obviously play 4-3 defense and it's it's been kind of rumored uh, now after this daily hire they might switch to 3-4. So how do you think that kind of plays out for the Chargers? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. And uh, one that I actually talked to uh, with my co-host Frosty about because uh, he's played in both schemes. And I asked, I asked him, I was like, how important is it as a player when a coach comes in and if, if you swatch, you know, switch from a 4-3-3-4? Three, three, and, uh, you know, his answer than mine after watching a lot of film too is nowadays that, you know, base formation is used so rarely in, in full schemes. Like the Rams yeah. run a 3-4, but with Staley's system, they literally run nickel and dime 86% of the time. They're running base 3-4 less than 20% of the time. So, I mean, that can be construed however you want to construe it. Um, I know Joey Bosa said he wants to play in a 4-3, but I think Staley would do things to still keep him on, uh, you know, a five-tech outside and wouldn't necessarily make him play in that inside where he would maybe play in a normal 3-4. So Staley's a smart guy. He's going to adapt his scheme to where his players fit. I don't want Chargers fans to get too wrapped up. But, oh, they're going to change the 3-4 and it's going to mess up what we have going. I think they'll be just fine. Um, Cause he'll implement things that will fit where these players mold best. And uh, he'll bring a staff in uh, that, uh, which is obviously why he was hired. I think in that interview, he talked about the staff he wants to bring in. And obviously Spanos and Telesco liked what he laid out, the plans, the, the blueprint. So he'll bring a staff in that will make these guys ready for whatever scheme. Um, I wouldn't even be shocked if they just run some sort of four, three, five, three, four hybrid, not necessarily even a true three, four base. Wonderful. Is there a guy in particular or a couple of guys in particular that you think either fit in better because of this or completely stick out like a sore thumb now because they just don't fit? As in, uh, like, players on the Chargers defense? Sure, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I I cannot wait to see Derwin James in this mm, defense. Yeah. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. we see they play, you know, he's safety. Jalen Ramsey is corner, but we saw Jalen Ramsey have one of his best years uh, with him, and I, I think he'll, he'll do things with Derwin James. They will look, I mean, it's hard to make Derwin James better when he's actually on the field <laughs> because of how good he is when he's yeah, healthy. Yeah. Um, but I just think he'll put him in a position. Um, John Johnson had a, a career year for the Rams. He's going to be a free agent. Uh, so he'll get paid big handsomely. And I just think, you know, Derwin James is obviously a better talent than John Johnson. So, um, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, you know, lesser known guys. Cause I mean, the good ones are going to be fine. Still Joey Bosa is still going to be great. Um, I'm curious what they'll do at edge. Obviously you got some question marks there. If you know, you're Chenna if they're going to bring back a guy like Melvin Ingram. Um, I, I, I just talked before we jumped on that, uh, Leonard Floyd's gonna be a free agent from the Rams. I would suspect he'll be a big target for the chargers now because of those question marks at edge. And yeah. if he can bring him up and, you know, Joey Bosa, Leonard Floyd pairing, that could be a lot of fun to watch. Um, and then these linebackers, because he was a linebacker coach by trade. So you look at Drew Tranquil coming off injury. You look at Kenneth Murray, obviously, who was a tackling machine. Um, I love what you guys do, you know, covering the team as well. So you guys have, I know you've talked extensively about Kenneth Murray and, you know, he's had some struggles, but obviously, you know, finished with over a hundred tackles. So, um, I think this linebacking group will be one to really start showing out because the, considering the Rams had the number one defense with linebackers that no one in the league had ever heard of, especially if you're not a Rams fan. I mean, Troy, <laughs> right. Reader, because Micah Kaiser <laughs> got hurt. They lost their other number one running back or number one linebacker in training camp. And then Troy reader steps in for Micah Kaiser and he ends up having a, a fairly decent year credit some to Joe Barry too, his linebacking coach, but a lot of that is just scheme fit. So uh, roundabout way to answer your question, there's gonna be a lot of players that are gonna benefit from what Staley can do here. Love it. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. This is exciting times for the defense and, you know, all of us, every single charge fan that I've ever talked to has been begging for a more aggressive, more modern defense. And they're going to get that in spades this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you mentioned Derwin James, a lot has been made about like what his, 
role well not a lot because this just barely happened but <laughs> you know the, the star role for this three four eagle front you know how would you describe what derwin james is in for uh in the next couple of seasons well they play the rams play a lot of too high too high safety so um but derwin is such a special player that he can really play anywhere on the field uh yeah. you know if you bring him down more in the box uh we saw when they run nickel a lot i was thinking you know coming into the season we would see terrell burgess you know him well out of Utah. My guy, yes, uh, sir. Great player, yeah. yeah, who I think is still going to be very good. Unfortunately, he got banged up throughout the year. But I expected to see him a lot uh, out on nickel, playing the box some, or, or him the two-high guy, and then bring him down. Um, at, at the time, Taylor Rapp was the starter, and then and obviously we saw Jordan Fuller kind of rise to prominence uh, with the Rams safeties. But Derwin James just gives you so much flexibility you can really do anything with them. So I, I could see him playing, you know, back there roaming as kind of the, the free guy, but also I would not be shocked at all if they, if they put him close to the box and, and run support like he's done with a lot of his career. So yeah. um, he's a guy that they can just single out. And even, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they put him more on, you know, top, top receivers and have him do more. I know he was prepping a lot in training camp this year to do more, quote unquote corner work or cover receivers. That's always, you know, practicing with uh, some of the, you know, Keenan Allen and guys like that. So I wouldn't be shocked if they see more of that. So He's a guy that, you know, there's really no true answer because he can just do anything when he's healthy. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, so the offense is obviously kind of going to be a focus and, you know, all throughout <laughs> kind of the Staley rumors. Shit. Yeah, all throughout the Staley rumors, it was like, well, he better have a good, you know, plan for the offense and he got hired. So we assume <laughs> he had a good plan for the offense. Um, what do you think the Chargers do at offensive coordinator? Obviously, they have a lot of choices. They can keep Shane Steichen because he's under contract. They could potentially promote Pep Hamilton. Uh, they could go for some of the Rams guys. What do you think is kind of the option there that you like? Yeah, um, it's you know that's probably the most. I'm assuming that was probably the most important thing of his interview was what he was going to do at offense, especially with you know the rise of Justin Herbert and and I talked a lot throughout this necessarily transition, but even before Anthony Lynn was fired. The most important thing that Tom Telesco, that Dean Spanos do is they cannot screw up Justin Herbert, whatever at all costs. That's even why I was probably one of the last ones that was still not necessarily supporting Anthony, but I was still like, you know what? I'm okay with him running out just because of how well Justin Herbert's done. Because yeah. the last thing they can do is screw up Justin Herbert. So um, that'll be the most important thing Steely does. And obviously, he must have laid out a really strong plan to these guys to that they felt comfortable with hiring a defensive guy. Um, you know, the obvious choice right now is, you know, Shane Steichen or Pep Hamilton. A lot of people keep talking about that. Um, I love Pep Hamilton. Uh, I met him when he was, you know, with the, in the XFL with the guardians, just a great, great guy, super charismatic, uh, down to earth. Obviously we saw his influence on Justin Herbert. Uh, you mentioned Shane Steichen, Alex, who is, is under contract. So I think those are fine choices. Um, Kevin Conley, who's the Rams offensive coordinator, doesn't call plays so we could see like a Matt LaFleur type move where Sean McVay brought Matt, Matt LaFleur to be his OC. And then one year later, he did a lateral move to Tennessee just so he could be the play caller. Wouldn't be shocked at all if he did that, came to came to the Chargers just so he could actually be like the, the footprint of the offense. Um, but yeah, I, I, there's definitely a lot of guys he'll vet, but I think those three for now would be the most uh, just to keep consistency, whether it be with Steichen or Pep. 
and then or to keep consistent with Staley with what he knows in uh in uh Kevin O'Connell. So uh, there'll be a lot of names. I, I saw Jason Lacaforno throw some names out. If I'm being honest, I really don't I don't trust Lacaforno a lot. I feel like he throws a lot of stuff no. out and it never comes to fruition. Uh, he's, he's one of those sources that I'm like, yeah, I I think he yeah. just throws stuff at the wall and hope it sticks. So I wouldn't even I'm not even <laughs> gonna bring it up because I don't really I don't see those as possible candidates. If I'm being honest. Who are those candidates? Are there any, you guys, I mean, you guys, you guys know stuff. Tell me, what do you guys think? Are there any candidates you like? Oh, I don't know jack shit. Steven. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know, I know one Steven, just to jump into, I know, uh, um, the run game coordinator up in San Francisco because I yeah. obviously yep. um Sala took the passing game coordinator, LaFleur, LaFleur's brother. Um, so Mike McDaniel is still available, which would be uh, a good option. Not to steal, I'm sure you're gonna go into that, Steven. But the only thing I would uh caution on that, I, I do like him, I think he'd be good. But I know the number one thing Chargers fans hated was running the football when you have Justin Herbert. So when you bring in a run game yeah. coordinator as your OC, you're flirting with that. Okay, it's going to be a run first offense. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I totally understand that. And, and Alex and I kind of dealt with that a little bit because we were kind of, you know, um, talking about Arthur Smith and, and what he would do in, in Los Angeles. And I think that Arthur Smith would have been a really good hire too, just like Brandon Staley mm-hmm. is. But yeah, you know, I think Kevin O'Connell would be a fantastic choice. I would be interested to see if Sean McVay would kind of, you know, prefer to keep him around and maybe give him a little bit of a raise because you know you're losing probably a good portion of your defensive staff. Yeah. Um. So I think that would be interesting. Uh, maybe Shane Waldron, the passing game coordinator, would be a little more realistic from from poaching the Rams one. Mm-hmm. I, as much as I think Shane Steichen and and Pep Hamilton and the continuity would be good for Justin Herbert. I just don't trust their system and the the lack of creativity that those two would bring. And so for me, I think the best move forward is to get Justin Herbert into the Kyle Shanahan system. And that's something that Kevin O'Connell and Mike McDaniel would both bring to the table. Um, mm-hmm. Again, you know, because uh, Kyle Shanahan lost, you know, the, the, the floor brother already, I could see him making a push to keep Mike McDaniel as well. So, We'll see, man. I, I would love Kevin O'Connell because, you know, he's been in a bunch of different schemes. He's been offensive coordinator for Jake Rudin. He's been with Sean McVay. So I think there's a lot of good experience there. Uh, Play quarterback. And, yeah. And so I think Kevin O'Connell would be a fantastic hire at offensive coordinator. Yeah. One, one other name, guys, I would throw out there. Um, if Eric Bieniemy does not get hired, which is sounding more and more like he won't be. So um, obviously he's going to stay as the O.C., the quarterback coach in Kansas City is a guy named Mike Kafka, who actually I think got an interview by Philly for a head coaching position. Um, but I don't think he'll get that because he, you know, he, he's lower down the list. So he's another guy that that would be a promotion for him from QB coach to OC, yeah. and he's heavily involved in that offense as well. Um, so that's just another guy to put on your list as a, a guy that's involved in a, a Andy Reid tree that you know isn't a bad as far as offenses go. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good a good call. So. You know, you and I talked a, a little bit about Brandon Staley a while ago and, and how his experience as a college quarterback at the University of Dayton really affects his play calling and strategy as a defensive coach. So, you know, if you could tell our listeners that same kind of, you know, conversation, why is Brandon Staley unique to someone like a Robert Sala or, you know, Leslie Frazier that is like uniquely, strictly a defensive candidate? What makes Brandon Staley different? Well, it seems like we're starting to see a little bit more of a trend of these, you know, 
players that played a certain position and ended up coaching the other side of the ball. And it's almost that reactive mindset that they know they can think almost two steps ahead because they can say, well, this is what I would do if I was playing quarterback. And so I'm going to coach my defense to, hey, if you see these looks, this is what he's exactly what he's looking for. He's looking for you to do this. So he's going to throw to that. Well, we can disguise that. So he's really, really good at disguising looks because of his experience as a quarterback. So he can, you know, throw out a certain front at a quarterback and then, you know, switch it up last minute once they, once they snap the ball, because he knows exactly what the quarterback is going to read and what he's going to try to do. And then his defense two steps ahead. We saw that in the Seattle game, the first playoff game, when Darius Williams jumped that screen route for the pick six, he knew exactly that that ball was going to that spot. They, yeah. The way they had the, this formation Seattle did. And so, you know, I'm not saying Brandon Staley necessarily made the play, obviously Darius Williams did, but he's coached these guys to look for those things, look for these um, things. So his film study is unreal, impeccable. Uh, and just the teaching side. Uh, I've talked about him too. His his wife is a teacher. Um, and so he approaches when he's in his interview, he's always talks about teaching, not coaching. So he's teaching these players certain things and they're studying a different way. And so then they, when they see these looks, they're used to seeing it in film room and then they are able to put it on the field. So I think his ability of that, doing that as a quarterback has now led him to be able to coach to what the quarterback sees. And that's why they've been so successful in such a, a short period. I mean, you, you get guys like, Troy Hill was, you know, really a no-name guy. I mentioned Darius Williams was a walk-on who was cut by the Baltimore Ravens. These are guys that, I mean, Troy Hill, or Darius Williams had like, uh, like six interceptions, I think, this year. So, so he's trained yeah. these guys to do very well. You mentioned uh, Leonard Floyd potentially being a free agent candidate for the Chargers. Who are some other guys, maybe through free agency, through the draft, that you think uh, could be targets uh, because of the Brandon Staley hire? Oh, I, that's a good question. And, and you know, anyone that I'll, I'd have to look through the the free agency pool really closely, to be honest with you. But uh, anyone that's uh, you know a, a stand up pass rush guy could certainly fit uh, any any too high safety. I mean, John Johnson is going to be a free agent. I know uh, Chargers have question marks too. Obviously, they're said they're going to pick up Derwin James' fifth year option, but you know they have other question marks uh, at at the back end. So who knows if if they go after, I mean, that, that pairing of, I know Nasser Adelaide is still young, still on a rookie deal, but if you have a John Johnson, Derwin James tandem in the backfield, I don't know if they can really afford that, but that's something to look for. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of guys specifically on the Rams, but just league wide, I think there's a lot of guys that fit in the system because he, he tailors it to whatever their skill set is. Uh, there's not a specific guy that they really need to go mm. after. Um, but I, I just think two off the top of my head off the Rams. I really like Leonard Floyd because he's on the one-year deal, had a career year. And uh, I think he would love to keep playing for Staley. And then John Johnson, who, I mean, let's be real. If we're talking Rams, they can't afford to keep anyone. They're, they're like $21 million <laughs> over the cap. So they're, they're in a really tough spot. Unfortunately, any of their free agents, they're pretty much going to lose. So, so if you play defense for Staley, I don't see why you wouldn't come and play for him. And you wouldn't even have to move. If you just bought a house in LA, you're, you're set. So I, mean, I think those are the first guys you want to look at. Do you think corner becomes a bigger priority in the draft uh, in the first round? I mean, well, they would love Patrick Sertan if he fell to them at 13. I don't know if that, that that's going to happen, but uh, I, I here's what I'll say, Tyler. I think Mike Davis, I think he can make a Pro Bowl-style corner. I know Mike Davis is a guy that a lot of guys are kind of torn on, at least fans are. Um, I like Mike Davis. I think he played well this year. I think he would do really, really well in this system. Um, and so I don't know if it'll be a huge priority at one. I think they'll go best player available personally, just, just off right. top. I mean, this happened 45 minutes ago, so really not getting into tons, <laughs> yeah. of, tons of draft stuff, but, yeah. but I just think there's, there are guys, but you have, you know, 
I think Chris Harris Jr., obviously Brandon Staley coached with him a year ago mm. when Chris Harris was in Denver. So obviously he'll have some recognition there. Um, but yeah, they, they'll want to get a little younger at the position for sure because uh, the Rams were very young. That's where they were so successful. I know I mentioned Troy Hill and Darius Williams not being well-known, but they are young guys and the Chargers are a little older there. So so whether it's through the draft or just young free agents, um, I think that's definitely a position they'll, they'll address. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to see what Mike Davis can do potentially. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that impressed me with the, sorry, Stephen, one of the things that impressed me so much about this, I'm sorry, I don't watch a whole lot of Rams football. I barely made it through 16 games of Chargers football. <laughs> one of the things that was so impressive though is, you know, I, I, I watched it in reverse order kind of. I watched the Seahawks, the most recent Seahawks game recently. And it's just the smartest defense. It looks, it looks incredible what he does for that defense. Everyone's so smart. Everyone knows the roles, but not. But again, this guy came in very early in, you know, not very early, excuse me. Very early on in the season, they were having struggles, you know, playing guys like the Bills. And I was going to watch like Staley versus Dable. Like, how did Dable beat Staley? Mm-hmm. You know, so what happened? Like, what did they do something different? Did Staley do something different? Particularly just because it was, you know, a COVID offseason, his first year. You know, did something change like in between those earlier games to, to later on? Because you look at the Bills game, the, the outcome of the score, at least, which I haven't watched the whole game, so I don't know. And now, you know, at the end of the season, they're the number one defense in stopping. Russell Wilson, who arguably is, you know, the best quarterback playmaker other than like Patrick Mahomes. So what, did something happen? Like, what did they do differently? Yeah, well, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I first just want to say just to, to give Chargers fans relief, because I know a lot of people will immediately look at this Packers game where the defense did not look right. good. And, I, and they'll worry like, really, that's the guy we're going to hire. It was a bad game whether you want to call it preparation or not, the Rams, if I can just really briefly tell you, the Rams just did a lot of uncharacteristic things, you know, missed tackles, missed gap assignments. Obviously Aaron Donald was not healthy. He was not himself, which is a, you know, a huge part of, he would be a huge part of any defense, but especially the way the Rams run. So, so I still want Chargers fans to look at that game as like, Oh, okay. This is what we have to expect. Cause that was, it was just an uncharacteristic odd game. Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind, but to answer your question, a lot of what Staley has done, a, you mentioned it with you know COVID offseason, doing everything through Zoom. When you're implementing a brand new scheme, especially uh, a scheme like he runs and, and teaching like he does, a lot of that's just going to take some time to get. Like you can't you can't study for a test in you know one day and expect to pass. It's going to take some time to really do the well, prep work, do the book work, get into it. I mean, you know, you're you're a smart guy, so <laughs> it's going to take some time to really get into that. So that that's part of it. B, and one of the reasons why McVay brought Staley in was his frustration with um, Wade Phillips, who's one of the greatest of all mm. time to call defenses. But Wade Phillips is, this is my defense. This is what we're running, and, and we're sticking to it. Whereas Staley will kind of let things happen. It's kind of that quarterback mentality against Stephen that we were talking about. Let things happen, and then as they, you know, as some drives progress, they make adjustments and then clamp down. So if you watch the Bills game, I love that you bring that Bills game up. First half, Brian Dable... Josh Allen, the Bills were moving the ball at will. They, they were mm-hmm. leading the, at halftime, I think, 21 to three. And even the first drive in the second half, they scored. I think at one point it was like 27 to three, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Yep. 27 to 10 or something like that. And then after that, all of a sudden the defense just clamped down. They didn't let up anything until that very last touchdown at the end of the game. Um, and so they, it's just those adjustments, in-game adjustments they're able to make where it's, it's um, I don't I don't like calling it reactive because that sounds like you're not the right term, but it's basically mm-hmm. letting the offense show you what play their hand and then yeah. doubling down and then fortifying what you're doing and then attacking on your defensive side. So uh, it was just more of a letting kind of the 
the defense take shape, letting the defense and the players learn, and then throughout the season, just adapting to what they were doing. And then in games, just letting the offense kind of do things, predicate things, the first couple drives, and then adapting and really clamping down as the game went on. So that's why through this Packers game, I was like, oh, they're going to be fine. There's, you know, they're adapting. And then unfortunately, they just yeah. never were really able to, to officially move forward. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, you know, we talked about the one game thing and, you know, losing Aaron Donald and having Aaron Donald at like 50% health, like that's a big deal, especially against Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, I, I think people should hold off on, on, you know, judging Brandon Staley just because of that game. Yeah. Um, so Alex, Tyler, do you have any other questions for Ryan before we let him go? Um, that's um, it. No, that's for it for me. Awesome. Well, Ryan, this has been so good, man. We've been able to talk some X's and O's stuff with you. Uh, great insight on the Chargers new head coach. And we look forward to talking to you uh, later on in, you know, we've got a lot of good off season content to cover now. So thanks for joining us. And uh, you know, we look forward to, to hearing from you later on. Hey fellas. Thanks so much for having me. You guys do awesome work. Uh, keep up uh, the podcast and stuff. It's been fun following your journey. And yeah, man, I'm, I'm stoked for this hire. I think it's a good one for the chargers and uh, a good one for LA. And I think fans should be, should be really excited about this one. Absolutely. I agree with that as well. Make sure you follow Ryan on Twitter as well as the LAFB network because uh, we put out a lot of good <laughs> content for you guys as well. Uh, all right, Ryan. Thanks so much, man. And we'll right, talk so thanks to again to Ryan for thanks, joining us. I thought that, like I said, that was a lot of great insight. You know, the, the conversation about adjustments was really just funny for me as a, as a former Gus Bradley. Uh, I don't want to say fix you because I wasn't, but. I mean, we had to watch Gus Bradley for, for the last four <laughs> years. And so it was a good conversation. Guys, any thoughts, any final thoughts from uh, our conversation with Ryan? Yeah, um, you know, we, we've talked about kind of innovation and the Chargers kind of going in that direction. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited based off of what he said, you know, what they can kind of do to make this a modern uh, NFL defense. Uh, the fact that he has had this meteoric rise. Um I'm just really excited to see see what he can do. And it seems like, you know, we mentioned McVay and uh, all the other kind of young coaches or, you know, kind of weird coaching hires that there have been. Uh, it seems just like teams are uh, are always trying to find an edge. And uh, that was kind of what this coaching hire uh, signified to me. Uh, so uh, I'm really excited to see how it goes. Yeah, me as well. One of the things that he mentioned, because I just haven't really been – I have not been paying attention to Staley as much because I thought it was Dable. So, you know, some of the names you threw out there, Kevin O'Connell. Um, another one, okay, I messed up your name. I apologize. From the Athletic, Jordan Rodriguez. Um, great stuff. She, she also threw out the name Thomas Brown, who's the current run, Rams running backs coach as an offensive coordinator option. So that's it. Yeah, I think that would be an interesting one too. So, you know, this kind of brings me to, you know, we'll, we'll put a bow on this conversation I think, you know, the concern here for some people is going to be, you know, well, they didn't bring an offensive coach. So if the offense does pan out, then the offensive coordinator is going to get poached every few years. And I mm. think, yeah, I think that's a palpable concern because, you know, we've seen that kind of pan out in other places. Um, I'll, I'll share my thoughts last. So what do you guys think of that concern of, of the Chargers potentially? Oh, Alex logged off. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll continue this conversation. Zoom issues again. Um, Tyler, what do you make of the potential concern of losing offensive coordinators? You know, every few years. 
I imagine that will be a bit of a bummer if for a guy like Sala, I have a feeling someone who might have a, now I don't know Brandon's daily staff. I just kind of feel like he'll have a better chance at picking yeah. the right staff members to bring in with him to ensure that Justin Herbert and this offense are still working. So yeah, it's a concern. Um, it's clearly a concern for the Titans right now who have no defense and just lost their their best offensive coordinator in, in some time. So yeah, I don't see it as a huge concern yet, um, but we'll see. Cause I, I mean, guys, I'll be honest. Like I didn't really pay much attention in the Marty Schottenheimer <laughs> era. Like I, I was just trying to figure out how to like girls. So, you know, like this is the first time I'll be watching a defensive head coach, you know, with like actually knowing what a football is. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of waiting to see how it goes at this point, but I, I do think, Considering, I'm assuming, he blew the Chargers away with his plan for offense. Yeah. And maybe they straight up asked him, like maybe they asked him, hey, in two years, your offensive coordinator might, might be gone. What are you going to do? Like, what is the plan here? And I'm, I'm sure he had some good answer there. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just curious to see what the staff is at this point. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see. But, you know, you mentioned it, man. He's a former college quarterback. Like he, he attacks everything with that perspective. Uh, and that's something that we, you know, we're able to talk with Ryan about. And I, I just don't see like, it could be a struggle sometimes like, sure. But you know, the system that he brings is going to stay intact. And, you know, if that stays the same, then teams are fine. Yep. You know, I, I think really that is the most important thing is that they're not, that he's not changing systems as, as if he wants to bring the Kyle Shanahan system in with him, Mm-hmm. That needs that system needs to stay the same. So, mm-hmm. you know, there needs to be a clear pecking order, you know, line of succession, if you will, with whoever is the next offensive coordinator. And, you know, I think that perspective that he brings as a former quarterback really just makes it unique. And, you know, the other thing I think that needs to stay that needs to stay with him, he needs to keep calling plays on defense. You know, that's his oh, that's yeah. his bread and butter. That's what he needs to do. I think the last thing that Brandon Staley should come in and do is be a CEO type, hire a defensive coordinator, and have that coordinator call plays. Brandon Staley needs to call the defensive plays. That's how he made his hay. That's how he got his bag. Yep. That's how he secured the bag. So that needs to stay the same going forward. Absolutely. Yep, 100% agree. All right. Well, it looks Still like Alex. Alex, uh, Alex had some Alex Zoom is issues. A shit, so so. <laughs> he went to Link Field because of, Brand- because of Josh <laughs> McDaniels, apparently. Um, but... No, I think this is going to be really good for the Chargers, man. And I really have a good feeling about this. I'm excited about the kind of potential that he can bring, the staff that he'll bring. And, and we'll have to see. Obviously, we'll keep you guys posted. But, uh, Tyler, any, any other final thoughts before we wrap up? Honestly, not really. I don't have much time for thoughts at this point. It just happened, and I did not do a whole lot of research on him. <laughs> so I'll have more thoughts moving forward. You know, Steve and Alex and I will have some sort of breakdown of, of different things. Um, but I'm just ready to get to work. I'm really excited. and and see what this guy, what this guy's all about, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. So lots of exciting times for the Chargers going forward. Uh, and the other thing, at least for us, we can move on to the draft, baby. No more head coaching waiting mm-hmm. decisions. So uh, I'm excited about that as well. Um, all right, guys, thanks for tuning in. We will definitely keep you posted and, and stay tuned for uh, some fun stuff on Patreon as well. Now that we know who the coach is, we can do a lot of film breakdowns yeah, on Patreon for Jeez. you guys. Uh, we know it's been a little slow on that front, so. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your support. And obviously, bolt up. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.